I get to look back at the end of my life and say, I did this. And whether or not I come out of this season with an overwhelmingly positive feeling or an overwhelmingly negative feeling, I get to say I did it. Hi, I'm Danielle, and welcome back to Making Space. Not just a podcast, but a place for honest, open conversations about where people have been and who they're becoming. For the first episode of season two, I'm so excited to have my girl Dawn back on the podcast, who, if you recall, put me in the hot seat for a Q&A in episode seven. As promised, I'd have her back, and here we are. If you want her full intro, I'd recommend listening to that episode, but the TLDR is that we met in college and were ex-roommates turned soul sisters. In this season's intro episode, I mentioned that the theme of season two would be growing up. So what better place to start than reflecting on moving out of state post-grad? In this conversation, we're expanding on some of the themes we touched on last year and going deep on the cost of following your dreams or unique calling in life. Spoiler alert, growing up doesn't always look beautiful. We dig into a lot in this episode, so let's get into it. Thank you for gracing the podcast with your presence once again. Thank you. Thank you. They've missed you. They were like, Danielle, where's Dom? Bring her back. Bring her back. (laughs) When's the episode happening? You said you're going to put her in the hot seat. (laughs) Who's saying This conversation is long overdue. So, (laughs) yes, yes, it is. I'm happy to be part of season two. Okay. What is something you've learned or that you're currently learning that you wish your younger self could have known? I've been like thinking about this since you sent me the text saying this was gonna be the first question today (laughs) yeah literally um no I've been thinking about it and I was like I don't know I don't know maybe it's because like we're always learning that it's hard to pinpoint like the one thing I feel like the first thing that came to mind for me was like to like be humble And, like, I guess I would like to say, like, I don't necessarily think that I'm inherently prideful, but I think that when you think Mm. that you can figure everything out on your own or that your direction is right, like, I think that that can be motivated out of pride. And I think moving literally across the country for something that I felt like God told me to do, I think I have to keep reminding myself to, like, be humble in this season And I think when you're humble, surrender is a lot easier. Trust is a lot easier. Faith is a lot easier. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it's not difficult. But I think the more humble you are, you're not questioning whether or not you're getting what you want or how you want it or when you want it. I think it's more like I'm going to keep myself small and my desire small. So that God's desires and his will for my life can fill that space. Mm. That was deep. That was deep. I'm hearing you say these things and I'm like, I know it didn't start like this. So you got to take us back to how you got to this point, right? Because (laughs) you got to take us back because let's be honest, right? No one starts at this point of like, you know, be humble, faith, trust, surrender, Bada bing, bada boom. Easy, right? <laughs> bing, <Nice>. bang. <laughs> Don't start. Um, <laughs> not easy. So 
yeah, like how did how did you get here? What led you to move in the first place? Why'd you move? Like, kind of take me through the process that led you up to moving in the first place. Yeah. So when I was a sophomore in college, I was at home during the pandemic. So at that point, I was majoring in journalism and film. And I remember feeling like at that point, like, I love journalism. And I love the way that I can serve the community with this job. But I think, you know, in my conversations with the Lord, it felt in some ways like I was settling for what was most comfortable. Because I think going into the film industry is like a whole separate world that I'm not really familiar with. Like I grew up in journalism courses and doing journalism and doing all that stuff and watching the news and being familiar with how that path works. Like it's a very solid, like concrete path. You start in a small place, you work your way up to bigger cities and that's it. You work your way up to being an anchor. And so it felt very safe, very comfortable. And it was essentially like sisters to being in film. But it's just like, (laughs) I guess if you're like comparing, it's like the more responsible sister (laughs) and film is like the reckless, like I'm going to do whatever I want, sister. Yeah. And so it just felt like the easier path. And I think at that point in my life, I was really thinking about, you know, what God had really called me to do. And in those thoughts and in those prayers, I felt like God was telling me to move to California. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what is, absolutely not. I know nobody in California. I've never been to California. Mm. Why would I move out there? And I felt like God was saying that I, you know, like was just trying to be comfortable in what I wanted and where I thought that I could go to kind of control my outcome. I think a lot of it was just like about control. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm like not able to make enough money or I can't pay my bills Like, I know that if I get a journalism job, my stuff is taken care of. I might not be making that much money, but I'll get a regular paycheck. Yeah. And in film, it's like you're going from this job to that job, and you might not even make it to the position that you want to be in. You might be an assistant for years. And so I think for me, it was just a lot about control. And I also, at the same time, I was like, I don't want to just go to California because that's what all the kids are doing that are in film. So I think for a while, I really fought that idea that God kind of like placed on my heart. And so kind of fast forward through college, I feel like I was learning a lot about surrender and allowing God to make his will apparent in my life and to really submit to his will. And through that, I think he really changed my heart and I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this thing for God, like I'm going to do it and I'm going to full send and go all in to what he's asking me to do. And so when I graduated, I was looking for film jobs at first, but I think my plan was always to start in journalism and then move to film. But I was like, you know what? Like, let me see if I can find anything in film first. And I guess I'll backtrack. So when I graduated, I was trying to figure out what to put on my graduation cap. And I remember like sitting in my room 
praying that night and it was getting close to graduation. So I was like talking to God, I was doing my devotional time and I was like, yo, I want to put a scripture on this, but like, I have no ideas. So I was like, homie, I'm gonna need an idea like right now so I can have somebody do it. (laughs) And I kid you not, like in that moment, I got a scripture and I had like a perfect image of what I wanted on my graduation cap. Nobody can see this, but I'm showing you. (laughs) Mm, I forgot what it looked like. Yeah, I think it's really pretty. My friend did a really good job with it, but it's Matthew 514. And I use part of the scripture. It says, you are the light of the world. And on my graduation cap, I used a candle and lit by candlelight is a film slate, a microphone and a screenplay. And those are all the things that I want to do. And for me, it was like perfect because I was like, the industries that I'm going into are inherently dark. I think a lot of times people talk about the news in a very negative light. And I think if people actually watch the news, it's not all negative, (laughs) but that's a different story. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I think like it, it is, we're covering a lot of like the most horrible things that are happening in a community and it can be really hard for people to involve themselves in that all the time and then all the film and I think anything that's like very artsy kind of art motivated can be very dark and there's just a lot of things that are okay in those kind of industries that might not necessarily align with Christian morals and that's a very general statement But when I got that scripture and I got that picture in my mind, I was like, this is going to be kind of my motivation moving forward. Like, this is going to be the scripture to my life for the next season. Mm. And so now fast forward, when I was looking into companies, I saw this company and their mission statement was, we'll give light and the people will find their own way. And I felt like that really aligned with what I felt like God was putting on my heart as I transitioned into this season and the company offered me a job and Mm. I took it. And then I had never been to California when I took the job. And in my mind at that time, like it was just like, cool. Like I got a job, like I'm set. Let's go. Like I didn't think about any of the complications or the things that might come with moving so far away. And then or well, before I moved, I came and looked up here at apartments with my parents. And that was like a really stressful time because I was like, what if I hate it here? I remember yeah. like thinking that like multiple times, like I signed a contract. So I'm here for two years. Yeah. And what if I hate it? What am I going to do? I was like, I already signed it. Like it's already done. <laughs> So I think that was just like a really like stressful time. And I think it was hard too, because it's like the end of a a separate season. It was the end of college. There was like such a beautiful season in my life where I've made so many great friends. I was doing so many wonderful things. And I really enjoyed my time in college. It was such a season of blessing. Like not to say that it wasn't hard. Like there were a lot of hard moments in college, but I look back on that season so fondly because I feel like God really gave me so many beautiful things to kind of help me in this season, I think. And so it was hard because I was leaving Austin, starting something completely new, moving to a place that I didn't necessarily want to go. I think it was just my obedience to God. And then on top of that, it's not only am I moving on complete faith 
but it's hard for people in your life to fully understand why you're moving. Like, I think it was really hard for my, for my mom, because it's like your only daughter is moving to California. Like, Mm. why? (laughs) And like valid too, you know? I was like, I don't know. God told me to. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't think she ever questioned whether God was talking to me or not, but I think it was really hard. Yeah. For her to kind of wrap her mind around the fact that her only daughter is moving across the country and I'm not as easily accessible anymore. And she can't protect me in the same way that she used to be able to. And so Mm -hmm. that, you know, was another hard thing. No, it's so interesting, like hearing, you know, your process up until the point of moving because from the outside looking in, is that the phrase? (laughs) Yes. From the outside looking in, it's like, oh my gosh, it's finally happening. Like Dom is chasing her dreams. She wants to do film. Where else are you going to go to do film other than California? Where are you going to start? Most likely California. But it made sense. You were going to do journalism first and then transition. So it was like, this is all happening. You're moving in the right direction. And it's funny because I still felt that way, even though I also moved. I mean, different circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I laughing? Different circumstances as in like, you know, the same thing. I did feel like that was where God was leading me was to move to Boston. I didn't understand why. I didn't know anyone there. I had never been there until after I got the job. And I think my mom felt the same way. Like it wasn't her first choice for me to move across the country. But at the same time, she was proud of me getting this job. But it's true. Like you don't know what is coming next. You don't know what is coming after. Yeah, like I think that's the biggest thing is like not knowing what's coming next. Like you're not you're not prepared for something that you've never experienced before. And so I think like in that season I look to you a lot for like how you handled your move and how you dealt with it and what you went through. And I remember too like I've thought about this a lot actually and I don't think I've ever told you but I I think like I remember when I was still in Austin and you moved to Boston and we would like talk on the phone and you would talk about how you were transitioning and what was going on. I don't think I really could fully comprehend the things that you were telling me. Like I couldn't fully understand what you were going through. And I think about it now because I'm like, I wonder if I was like there for you in the way that you needed me to be at that time, just because I didn't know you know, how it was for you transitioning. And I didn't know, like, because I had no, I had no basis for it. Rumi was like, oh, like, you're just going to move to a new place. And like, that's cool. And I think that's how a lot of things are. Like, I think, you know, from the outside looking in, like you were saying, people look at what I'm doing and they see on social media that I'm on TV every day and that I'm meeting people in the community. With a blue check mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't leave that out. I think people like see that and they're like, oh my God, like she's made it. Like she's doing everything that she should be doing to get to this point in her career. And I'm like, you guys have no idea like how difficult it's been. Yeah. Actually being here. Like the day to day doesn't look as glamorous or as beautiful as it does on social media. Even though like on social media, I'm not necessarily trying to portray something better than it is, but I think... Mm. Like we've talked about before, social media is a highlight reel. And when a majority of my days are 
not a vibe. <laughs> the days that are a vibe, I'm like, yeah, let me post it. Because this was a really yeah. good time and I enjoyed this. But people only see like the good things and they don't necessarily see the day-to-day and how the day-to-day doesn't look as great. Even though I'm not trying to frame things better in my life than they actually are. But it's like, no one's going to like post on social media. They're like, horrible day at work. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that literally just reminded me of, okay, two things. One, one of the reasons I wanted to do this now is because I feel like we've been talking about having a conversation on the podcast about moving for a while. And it's gotten to the point where I've lived here for like two and a half years. You've lived there for like a year and a half. And at this point, maybe this fall, we could both be in different places again. And I was like, we need to, we need to have this conversation before we end up moving again and like going through it all over again. And then two, like, I, I will forget. Like, I'm already trying to like, I'm like reaching back in my mind because it's actually so crazy now that I'm thinking about it, like two and a half years, I'm like reaching back in my mind to remember what it was like when I first moved here. And I think it is important to talk about the reality of things like when you are following your dreams or you feel like you're just following what God told you to do. You're just trying to be obedient. And so I literally remember just now that that's something God was teaching me that like sometimes obedience feels like failure and that's okay. Like in our heads, I feel like before we do something that we feel like, oh, God is telling me to do this. So the outcome must be this X, Y, Z sort of success. And like maybe it will be success or not like maybe it will be success. Ultimately, it will work together for your good. But I feel like the immediate result may not look like what you thought it was going to look like because it's all all the situations. Everything is going to eventually work together in the way that it should to get you where he wants you to be. But in the day to day or in the minute, it may not look like that. And that can be really discouraging and really frustrating. And it can make you doubt like, well, am I doing the right thing? Because this is not looking like what I thought it would look like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think what you said about obedience feeling like failure is so real. Like, I think there have been so many moments, even though it's only been a year and a half, like it feels like ages. <laughs> That's a long, a year and a half is a long time. It's a long time, but I think there have been so many moments in this time that I've spent here where it feels like, dang, like I feel like I've taken a step back in my faith or I feel like, like I'm failing. Mm. I feel like I'm, you know, falling into things and not representing, like I said that I want to be the light in these dark industries. And I feel like I'm not doing that. Mm. I feel like I'm falling into the patterns of the industry and falling into the things that Mm. are acceptable. And I don't want to do that. But it's like, I think sometimes when you go through like a season that just really like breaks you down, I think it's so good having people to like remind you of the beginning and to remind you of why you're here and to support you through it I think that's such a big deal because Mm -hmm. it can it can really feel like like I've had so many conversations with God where I'm like why did you bring me here like why did you ask me to come all the way out here yeah when I feel like I'm worse off here than I was in my relationship with you when I was in Austin like we were vibing homie like we were we were chilling (laughs) And now, like, we not vibing as much, like, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, why did you ask me to come out here if you knew this was going to be the end result? And, you know, I don't think we get an answer to that until we see the other side. I think in some ways I do get answers. Like, I do see 
I think that's one of the beautiful things about journalism is you see the immediate impact that you have on people's lives and how you can Mm. support people and how I'm not just here for me. I'm not just here for me and my career. Like I'm here for this community to support them and to advocate for them in a way that they might not be able to on their own. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. There's a lot of wrestling that happens because like in some ways it's like I see how God has really put me here for a reason, has put me in specific people's lives to help them and to advocate for them and to support this community. But then in other ways, I'm like, bro, (laughs) what's going on? Like, what was happening? Like, give me some direction because I feel like I'm here for nothing. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, like what you were saying, obedience can definitely feel like failure. Yeah, and I think like, if we knew everything that was going to transpire before we moved, like, maybe you wouldn't have moved. Yeah, like, I would be like, you... definitely not. Like, <laughs> let's be so for real right now. Like, I would be like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I you have to. said no. It was going to be a no for sure. <laughs> it's going to be a definite no. So, it's so natural to be afraid of the unknown. But then at the same time, it is, like, the best time of your life to make like a drastic change and to try something completely new is when you're young and you don't have as many responsibilities and like your career is just getting started so you can take risks like it seems to be the best time because I remember like when I was moving I think the biggest thing was similarly in some ways I was like I feel like I I've grown so much being in college, like I've learned so much. I feel like I've changed for the better. I have all these wonderful people in my life. And now I'm just going to move and start all over again. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. The way it just worked out with my job, it was like, well, this is your option. So yes or no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, sounds great. But like, that was something I was so worried about was starting all over again. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to like anyone up there, it's like different culture. I've never been to the Northeast at all before this. And I mean, I've talked about my book analogy in a past episode, but realizing that like everything that had brought me up until that point of moving, like it wasn't just going to fade away and like no longer be relevant. Like I was still going to have those relationships in my life and all those things I had learned and all the ways that I had grown. But it was just like a new chapter. And I think one of the rewarding things, like we were talking about a lot of the challenging things, one of the rewarding things about moving, especially out of state and somewhere completely new, is that you are going to be, okay, maybe this is challenging and then also rewarding. You're going to be very uncomfortable, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's one thought I had, especially like the first, maybe the first six months, which is like every situation is new. Everybody is new. Everything is new new job, new roommate, new apartment, like new co-work, everything. And I'm so uncomfortable because it's just new. But I think growth happens most when we are uncomfortable and like when we are stretched. Because if we both stayed in Austin, we would have been comfortable. Like we had already been there for so long. We knew people there. We had our routines. Like you will grow in other ways. But I think like the most drastic growth happens when you are forced to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's funny that you bring this up because I wanted to say, like, I think that growth doesn't always look beautiful. In Mm. college, yeah, like, I grew a lot as a person. And I was 
changing and I was in an environment where that was natural, but it's, it's also very sheltered. And we've talked about that before when it comes to like college being that kind of like sheltered environment to grow. But like that kind of growth feels good because it's a vibe. Like I'm with my homies. We're going to class. We goofing off. Like we doing what we want to do. Meals paid. Huh? I mean, <laughs> yeah. paid by who? Paid by us. Student loans. We don't have to worry about it. We worry about it now. <laughs> uh, oh no, like I think it was just like, and and being in a city like Austin too, that is very young and very like, there's so much to do and so many places to explore and to spend time with people. It's an environment that allows you to grow in a very comfortable way. And then you move to a place like Bakersfield, and that growth is not. <laughs> Shout out to Bakersfield. Shout out Bakersfield, we love you. <laughs> Shout right, out to the people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's so completely different because in a place like yeah. Austin, where the population is a lot younger, it's a college town. People are in and out all the time. But in a place like Bakersfield, people have been here their whole lives, and yeah. if they haven't, they came back, so they know everybody who's here, they've made their connections here, and they have their friend group, they know their people. And coming in as a new person who doesn't necessarily know anybody, not necessarily doesn't know anybody. Yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable, because you got to put yourself in situations that are like, really uncomfortable. Like, I remember going to church, when I was first looking for like different churches, and sitting in church by myself and I still do that like I still have to like sit in church by myself and I remember like it just feeling so yucky like yeah just makes me like cringe like sitting there yeah and then they let service out and I'm used to like mingling like let's talk let's see how people are doing like yeah church lets out and I'm like guess I'm leaving (laughs) Like, I like, I don't know anybody. Like, I, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Like, just walk up to somebody and be like, hi. Like, yeah. and even when I do, you know, it's just like, it's awkward. There's a lot of culture shock moving from a place like Texas to California. It's just a lot different. Yeah. And when you move to a place like this, where it's like completely different from what I'm used to, it takes a lot to figure it out. And I'm still figuring it out. You know, I think things have gotten a lot better. And I've seen the ways that the Lord has provided for me in the areas that I've needed him to. Mm. But it's still an adjustment. And it still takes a lot to get to a place of contentment. And honestly, I don't even know if I'm there. Like, I think that this job has helped me meet people in the community. Like, that's the that's like the one thing that I'm like, man, thank Mm. God I'm a journalist because in the field that I'm in, I meet people from like all walks of life who experience so many different things, who are leaders in the community that know people that can connect me with people. And so I think that's been a really cool thing. Because I've seen the ways that this career path has allowed things to be a little bit more comfortable. But it's like when I'm outside of work, you know, what does that what does that look like? And it's still a process of like, adjusting and being comfortable and staying staying true and committed to what I told God that I was going to do. You know, it's one thing when I was in Austin to be like, I'm going to go all in for God and do this. And then to be in it and be like, bro, what, 
what is this? <laughs> I'm, I'm still, still all in. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. 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 No, it's way, it's way easier before it gets hard. That is like. Yeah. It's, it's just talk at that point. And like, yeah, then you have to put your money where your mouth is. But no, and I think like you're just really talking about how you have grown to see the silver linings in the new like situation that you're in, the new environment that you're in. And I feel like in some ways when you move, there is this desire to have one foot in, one foot out. I think it's already kind of hard. It's already kind of hard at this age because you really don't know where you will be permanently. Like if anything, when I first moved here, I was like, I'm going to give it a year, see how I feel about it and like go from there. And like Boston is a very transient city. So people are always coming and going. And like literally one of our pastors was like, you have to stay somewhere for at least a year. He was like, you have to stay somewhere for like a year to a year and a half before you can even think like you have built community or felt settled there. And so he's like, if you're always moving like every year, every year and a half, like you're never going to find that. And so now it's been like two and a half years and I stopped keeping track at a point of like, oh, how was I feeling? How was I feeling? But at first it was kind of like one foot in, one foot out the door, like I was spending more time on FaceTime than like with the people. Well, I didn't know anyone when I first moved, but I was spending more time on FaceTime than like interacting with people here because all my friends were back in Texas. And I think it was like probably not until maybe like four months later, I realized like maybe I need to start putting down roots here. Even though I don't know how long I'm going to be here, maybe I need to start making an effort. Maybe I need to start showing up to things. I would say like, oh, I need to show up to my life here. And I think that definitely helped. And I I feel like at one point God gave me this analogy of a tree. Okay. And when a tree is planted somewhere, it has roots, right? Obviously. And the roots like grow down into the soil and it like gets the nutrients from the soil and that's how the tree grows. And when you uproot the tree and move it somewhere else, all the nutrients that it gained from that previous place do not suddenly just disappear right? They have built the tree into what it is. You plant it somewhere else. It's going to grow new roots there and also be established. But a tree that hasn't really grown roots is pretty like weak and fragile or it's a younger tree and it's easier to move, but it's just not as sturdy versus a tree that has grown deep roots. It's harder to move. It's more established. It's more sturdy. It's in better health. And so I think he, he kind of gave me that analogy and thinking about, okay, planting roots here. Like I've been uprooted from where I was and I'm planting roots here, mm-hmm. but it's not like, it's not like everything that I had learned in the past was lost, but it's also important for me to put down roots here because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And I still don't know at this yeah. point. And so I think that helped me because it was hard. Like it's hard to be fully present in two places. Like as much as I tried to be on FaceTime all the time with my friends in Texas, I wasn't there. At the end of the day, I wasn't there. I wasn't at everything. I didn't know everything going on. And I had to get to the point where I was okay with that, which I think was hard at first because it was like, oh, am I missing out? You know, FOMO. I wasn't even a huge FOMO person, but (laughs) move away. That'll give you FOMO. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and just like realizing like, no, you have to be present where you are. And now looking back, it feels like this was so long ago, but it did really help me. Yeah, so was there anything that helped you after moving? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, no, I, I remember us talking about you saying, like talking about planting roots in Boston. And I think that's something that I'm still like trying to figure out because I think it's hard. Like there's just not enough time to be on FaceTime with everybody all the time, every week. Like it's hard. And like, I feel like, you know, with my schedule changing a million different times, (laughs) like I think that that really impacted the way that I was able to communicate with people and how often I was able to talk to people. Like, I think more recently I've been thinking about, like, I don't know if I can handle this because I think, like, for a while I was like, I have nothing else to do. (laughs) I got nowhere else to go after work. You know, I don't know anybody here. So Mm. let me just, you know, be on FaceTime. Like, it's not like I have any other option. Like, I'd gone Mm -hmm. to churches, I'd tried connect groups, and like, you know, not really felt like that's the place that I should be. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't really have any plans. So let me just be on FaceTime. And now I feel like, you know, like you're saying, like it's almost a year and a half in and I feel like I'm kind of like, like I'm making the connections with my coworkers and we all have the same, you know, off schedule now. So we can go out on the weekends and we can do stuff and we can go work out together and Mm -hmm. we can spend time together on the weekends. Like the past, you know, few weekends we've been doing stuff and I'm like, man, like it's so nice to have something to do and have someone to hang out with. People mm-hmm. who are also struggling because in this industry, everybody moves yeah. to a place that they're not familiar with. And so in a lot of ways, like my coworkers are like my built-in friends because we are all dealing with the same thing. And so it's been nice to like build those connections and to talk to those people and to have things to do with them. But then in a lot of ways, it's like, well... I don't like I have to like <laughs> go grocery shopping. I have to, you know, run errands. I have to pay my bills. Like I have I have things to do outside of work. And if I'm on FaceTime for an hour with all of my friends back home as much as I want to do that, like it's hard. It's hard to manage all of that. And I feel bad sometimes because I'm like am I not being there in the way that I should be? But in a lot of ways, like it's just a difficult season. It's a difficult thing to navigate. I don't know if I would say like there's anything in specific that has really helped. I feel like it's just been like it's like it's been a real roller coaster, I think, through the whole thing. I feel like there was like some really, really low points during my time here that like still take time to recover from. Mm. And it's been hard to kind of like get back to that. But I think there is, I think part of it is like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I think the tunnel was, it was so dark, like in the middle of it. (laughs) I have, I have other options that I can look forward to, you know, in the coming months when my contract ends. And I have options on, you know, whether the connections that I'm making with my coworkers now make me want to stay or if I like still really want to go, you know, mm. um, my parents have been a really big support system for me. Like I remember talking to them the first few months in and I was like, ah, nah, like, ah, I don't want to do this. Anymore. I've seen what I needed to see. Yeah. I'll see what I need to see. I gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think that they've really helped me to stay grounded 
as much as they like, I know they want me home, you know, they want me closer to them and closer to my brothers. And I think that that's been really nice to have them, you know, to, to support me through this. And I think it's just knowing, like, I think there's as much as like, I've had my wrestlings with God and have been like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? What's going on here? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like, in spite of my doubts and in spite of my questions, I'm like, I'm going to stick it out because that's what you want me to do. And as much as I'm angry or frustrated or not taking the steps that I feel like I should be taking right now, like, I'm going to do what you asked me to do because I know that you have a reason for it and you wouldn't just put me out here for no reason. And some days it's harder to believe that than others. There are some days where I'm like, bro, like, be so for real with me right now. Like, I need something. Like, I need something. Otherwise, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) And then there's other days where I'm like, no, like, God is like there for me. And he's, you know, giving me the right opportunities. And I can see him coming through for me. And I see the ways that I'm learning and I'm growing here. And I think that's just a part of it. You know, like, it's the ups and downs that come with moving and come with trusting. And that's, that's when you really see where your faith is at. Like, I feel like, I've said this a million times, but it's been such a challenging season for my faith. And, you know, it's my fault because I asked God (laughs) to challenge my faith. Why would I do that? I don't know. But (laughs) I I did. And he's done it. Like, it's an answer. God answers prayers because I asked him to make my life challenging. Ask the right ones. (laughs) You ask the right questions, I'll answer you. Immediately. (laughs) And... I think that, you know, like, having my faith challenged in this way, it's been, you know, rough, but I've seen how my faith is still there in spite of it, you know? It's like, this is hard, and I don't have answers, and I'm really upset, but I'm going to do it anyway because I still believe, you know, like, deep down in my heart, like, I trust, and I think that's when you see, like, where your faith really stands, so I guess, like, Maybe that might be the thing that, you know, helps the most. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying, in addition to other things, leaning on your faith, even though it doesn't make sense anymore. And I think that is like a new level of faith, right? Because ultimately, it's not by sight. Like, that's the point of it. It's easy to believe what you can see. It's much harder to believe what you can't see. Yeah. And it just really sounds like the refining process it seems to be accelerated and all happening at this one time for you in Bakersfield. And I think like in different ways, wherever anybody moves as life goes, you're going to face ups and downs. And literally even today, I was walking into my room after I got back from work. And so I have these flowers and they were smelling very strongly. The fragrance that they were releasing was really strong and it hadn't been like this since I got them. And I like walk up to the flowers and I realize that they're dying. That's why they smell so strongly. And I was like, dang, that'll preach. Um, but, just like, <laughs> but just like this realization that sometimes I feel like the Bible even talks about this, like when our faith is tested and just like how through the suffering and the refining process, which is hard and painful, like that is when the beauty and the fragrance is released. And like maybe that is what God wants to press out of us through these hard seasons, which sucks obviously to go through because it's painful and it's not fun. 
But seeing that like, oh, if I'm releasing something beautiful from this, if I'm like changing and growing in a way that God sees is beautiful, then like, like you were saying, just like trusting that it's for a purpose, even though it's hard to see sometimes. And I mean, like, if nothing else, too, I feel like it's like seeing the way that the work that I do has positively impacted somebody's life or it's helped somebody. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like those are the things that I like hold on to on the really rough days. I'm like, nah, like God had me here because this person needed me to broadcast this so that they could see this change in their life. And like, not every day at work is going to be <laughs> the most life-changing, impactful story. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, just like putting a little kid on TV and they get to say that they were on TV for the rest of their life. You know, it's like a memory. And like, for me, it's just a, a day. But for somebody else, this is like a pivotal thing for them. And, yeah. you know, being able to hold that kind of impact into you know, create that kind of change in just my day to day is like the thing that I think I hold on to while I'm out here. Because it's like, it's not just about me. And that kind of goes back to like, what I was saying about, you know, staying humble, like, it's not about me. Mm, Yeah, it's not about, you know, the fact that I'm unhappy. It's like, maybe God put me here to encounter this person, to meet this person to tell this story that nobody else could have told yeah, or nobody else would have told in the way that I told it. And so I think when you shift that focus off yourself and, you know, doing what I want and being where I want and where I'm happy, it really changes your perspective too. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I don't think it's the natural way for us to think. Like I think naturally we're all more selfish. Like in making a decision, it's like, how do I feel about this? How is this going to help me? How is this going to progress me in the direction I want to go? And to the fact that you're able to look at things from a sense of it's bigger than just you. Like what you're doing is bigger than just you. Like you're impacting people that really need your help. Like you're giving a voice to people that don't have a voice, which is really big. And maybe not what you expected going into this field or moving to Bakersfield, but like it is what you're doing. And so it's not like you will leave this city, like not having made an impact in someone's life. Yeah. Which a lot of people can't say. Like maybe I made an impact in my life moving here. But did I change anybody else's life? Mm, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Super No, and I think it's like, I think that everybody has positive or can have positive, like has the potential I think the benefit of being like a journalist is we get to see the immediate, we get the immediate gratification of helping somebody and we get to see it or someone tells us or we do a follow-up story and they're like, this changed my life. Like the one that I really think of was there was a, there was a kid from Chicago, shout out. (laughs) He was like, his family moved to Bakersfield and they were a low income family And he had the opportunity to go to a soccer trial, a professional soccer trial in Spain. But because he was coming from a low-income family, he didn't have the money to go. And I found his GoFundMe, and I reached out, and I talked to their family. And after the story aired, he had his goal met, 
and extra. Mm. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. To get to see, like, like, I didn't contribute really anything. Like, it was just, I just, you know, saw it and was like, this is a really good story. And I think that's how I see God using my life is like, I'm just the bridge. Like, I'm not necessarily doing anything. But I'm the bridge to get from the person in need to the person who has the resources to provide for that person in need. And those are the moments that I have to like hang on to instead of being selfish and being like, God, get me out of here. Or God, like give me friends so that I can be, you know, more content or whatever. Like it's not about what I want or what I think I need. It's about how he's going to use me in this season that might be uncomfortable for me but he can still use you in the discomfort yeah that's so good it's like like you're saying you're using this platform that you have to do good you're being the bridge that's so cool and like you're still in the middle of your story right maybe not even the middle like the first quarter maybe (laughs) So, like, we don't even know at this point. Like, we could look back 20 years from now and be like, oh, my gosh. It was this time that I had (laughs) in the great city of Bakersfield that, like, did all these things that led me to where I am now. You know? But we just don't know it yet. Yeah. Which is crazy. You kind of touched on this, so I wanted to ask more about it. I think something that's kind of, I guess, unexpected or that I didn't really anticipate about moving is that everyone in your life is going through life changes naturally because life just happens and it continues to happen. It waits for nobody. But it's like all these things are happening. And especially when you have a lot of long distance friendships and relationships, they're all happening and you're not there. Like, in person to see it happen. You like hear about it. Maybe you hear about it after the fact when things happen. Like what has that experience been like for you? Because relating this back to what you were saying, it's true. I think eventually you come to this realization that I can't fully be there and be here. Like I can't do both. Even if I tried to be fully there, I would only do that poorly because I'm not there. So yeah, how, how has that been for you? It's hard. Like, it's really hard. Because, like, these are people you love that might be going through a great life change. And I'm so excited for you. And I want to celebrate with you. And I want to go out to dinner. And I want to, you know, hang out with you and celebrate this big moment. But I can't. Or if you're going through something horrible. And, like, you know, I want to be there at your house to, like, comfort you. Or to watch a movie. Or to go out for, like a late night snack just because we need it, you know, to make us feel better. And I can't do that. And it feels like there's only so much that I can do over the phone that I'm like, is this even like helpful? Is this even what people need when they're going through something? Like, is this celebration enough? Is this morning enough? Am I, am I doing enough to be the friend that I want to be to you? when distance is a factor and it's hard too because it's like I think that I've learned a lot about myself while I've been here and 
and like how to better manage like what I'm going through. But I think my mentality has always been like other people are going through stuff too, you know? It can't just always be about me. Like I want to help other people because other people are going through stuff too. And like, I don't want to be the person that's like on the phone, like ranting about my life when somebody's going through something horrible. Also, like I want to be the one that's like serving the other person or helping the other person get through whatever they're going through. But it can be like so overwhelming when your like whole life is like completely changed. And there have been so many moments since I've been here where I feel like I want so badly to like be there for you or to support you. And I don't even feel like I have the capacity. Hmm. Like I feel like the jar is like empty. The well is dried up and like there's nothing more for me to like pour out and give as much as like I want to. I feel like I'm like scooping up the dirt at the bottom of the well and I'm like here like take it and it's not like I feel like it's not enough yeah and it's it's really frustrating to to feel like I'm not being the friend that I know I want to be or to provide the support that I know I want to be because I just feel like I'm so overwhelmed with my situation I don't know how to handle this and then I think on top of that too like I think the time distance also or the time difference plays a big Mm. factor in it too because it's like I work until I I used to work until 1130. Yeah. I get off and that's like 130 Texas time. What is that? Yeah. 230 Boston time. Yeah. I cannot call you at 230 a.m. and be like like how are you doing like or like let's celebrate like it's just not gonna happen like and then if I get off, you know, like there's, there's a lot of scheduling conflicts and it feels like things aren't matching up and things aren't working out. And that can be really frustrating too, because it's like, I want to do this and it's not working. (laughs) And so I think it's just a combination of like, there've been so many times where I'm just like, I feel like I just don't have the capacity and I really want to, and I don't know how to fix this. And then the scheduling stuff, and the time distance or time why do I keep saying that the time difference (laughs) maybe you're coining a new term because that's true like the time distance physical distance (laughs) time distance uh the physical distance and the time difference (laughs) I think that all of that adds up to make it just like so difficult to be there for the people that you want to be there for and it's just not the same like you know, I can celebrate with you over the phone, but when you're going out to dinner with like your homies to celebrate this accomplishment, it's like, dang, like I want to be there. I want to join you in that memory. I want to be a part of that. And so, yeah, it's just like hard. It's hard. And I think that like at some point, you know, it gets really exhausting. I can just feel it. I don't know if it's like mentally, emotionally, like I just feel the exhaustion from wanting to like try so hard and try so hard and not have it. I'm like, man, I'm like tired. I'm tired and I'm frustrated because it's not like I'm tired of like trying to give you what I know you deserve. It's like, I'm tired of being so far away that I can't. And so I think that's, you know, a big part of it. 
Yeah, I think too, it's like, I get tired of being long distance. It makes me like, just want to go back. And I think that's a big thing about moving too, is like, you have to decide, is it worth pursuing this career path? Or do I want to be around the people that I love right now? Mm. And I think that's like something that you have to weigh. I know for me, like, I want to go back so badly but it's like, for me, it's like, it's not just a career path. It's a calling that I feel like God put on my life. But I think it's like the wrestling with God, like, how much is this calling going to cost? You know, is it going to cost my relationships? Is it going to cost time with my family? I think it costs a lot to be obedient to a calling. Yeah. And that can be a really hard thing to wrestle with. You know, it's like, God, I so badly want to go home and I want to be with the people that I really care about. But I know you've called me to this. So, like, am I willing to sacrifice? And, like, I think a lot of times, too, when Christians talk about sacrifice and, like, submission, I feel like it can be perceived as, like, the thing that you're sacrificing or giving up is a negative thing. Like, you're letting go of a sin or you're letting go of Mm. something that you shouldn't be doing or you shouldn't have in your life. But I don't necessarily think it's that. Like, I think that you can be sacrificing something that's good. My heart is to be around the people I love, to be closer to my family. But if God's asking me to live this life, to impact his people that are also my brothers and sisters in Christ, that are also my family, you know, like, am I willing to give up this thing that seems good, that is good because God is asking me to, or because God is, is asking for a greater calling out of my life and trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. That's a tough question. That is a tough question because on the surface, it's like, uh, why do I have to choose? Can I have both? (laughs) Like, why does it have to be a choice? Um, and I think it manifests differently in everyone's life, but it is true. And it's also, I think it's also hard because at this age, our whole frame of reference of adulthood post-college is this. So now it feels like 100% of my post-adulthood life is this. Ghetto. And as you get older, right, there will be more years on that. Seasons will change. Things will change. We talked about this in our other episode about how maybe in some seasons one thing weighs more heavily, like being around loved ones weighs more heavily, obviously assuming that is like also within God's will. But right now, this is all we know. This is all we've seen. And it's like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going back to what you were saying about, yeah, just like managing your friendships. I think you said a lot, right? Like there's physical distance, time distance. (laughs) (laughs) like there could be mental distance there can be emotional distance based on like what the people are going through and I know you said you feel like you know sometimes you're like drawing from an empty well which obviously it sounds impossible because it is like that's why it's so hard but like sometimes even the little that you do especially when your friends know that's where you're coming from that can be even so much more significant right and I, I think you don't give yourself enough credit okay because like Dom is a person who sent me like <laughs> what, is, what is that thing called? 
a confetti box cake like when I got into law school she mailed me this surprise cake thing and you open it and like confetti like explodes in your face and it was so it was so incredible and it's just like little things like that obviously right you can't be here to give me a hug in person but you did something so sweet that like I will not never forget and that really made my day and so I I also will say that you are not giving yourself enough credit but it is it is really hard and I think you just get used to a different type of way, like a different way of being there for your friends, like staying in other people's lives. Like it changes. And I think that is one thing I will say, like my next question was going to be, is there anything you wish someone told you before moving? And I would say that different can still be good. I think moving, I had this one idea of how things were going to look based on what I had previously experienced in college, I was like, well, if things don't look like this, then it's not good. And I shouldn't have moved or I'm going to hate it or whatever. And now I can see like my life now does not look anything like it did when I was in college, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm not in college. I'm not around the same people. I'm in a different city. Like a lot yeah. of things look so different, but that doesn't mean that it's not still good. Mm-hmm. And I think I didn't realize that before and I was looking for things to be a certain way because I thought that was the only way that they could be good. And I think the way things are now fit my life now. They fit the season that I'm in now and that is what also makes it good. And so in the same way, my friendships don't look the same. Obviously, there's things I miss. I miss being in person with all my friends that live outside of Boston, but your friendships can still grow. (laughs) They can still grow and develop and mature when you're not in the same place. And I think if anything, it's in a better way because you have to be a lot more intentional about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, before I get to your last question, I think that the the thing that it reminded me of was like the woman who gave the coin um, in the Bible. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. When she like went up and like that was like all she had, you know, and it wasn't as significant as – what all these other people could give but it was like the heart posture that came out of it yeah she was you know praised as the woman who gave everything that she could possibly have even though it wasn't as grand as what the other people were offering but I think being in that place is like still really hard too um it's hard because you have to get used to that season of your life it's like I used to be able to give this and this and this Mm. and now I can't give that anymore again it's really humbling it's about the season that you're in it's really like it it really humbles you and you have to be content in the place that you're at I think that's a that's a whole separate journey too um but to get to your last question I really don't wish anybody told me anything (laughs) because if somebody told me something I wouldn't have moved I'm so for real like if anybody would have told me anything about what it would have been like I would have been like yeah definitely not (laughs) and when I moved here I moved with like rose-colored glasses I was like this is great I have this new job like this is my dream job you know I get to serve the community I get to do you know what I've always wanted to do I've watched these people on tv every single day you know leading up to this and now I get to do it I went to college for this yeah now I get to like live my dream and I think when you don't have a complete understanding of what your next season looks like you're only 
assuming the positive and you have no reference for what the negative could be. Yeah. And I'm glad that God, you know, withholds that information because I think I'd be stubborn. Like I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, definitely not. Like <laughs> I'm staying here <laughs> or I'm doing what I want to do. You know, I'm going to yeah. go where I want to go. And so I don't wish that anybody would have told me anything because I came in blank slate. And I was like, we going to figure it out as we go. And we're still figuring it out. So I think that I think that that's the thing that I have to hold on to as well. Moving into the next season of my life, God doesn't need to tell me all the negatives. He doesn't need to tell me what the next season is going to look like. Because if he does, I might not go. Don't give me a heads up. No Don't let me know same. nothing. Because <laughs> if you do, <laughs> I might not listen. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I think in a lot of ways, this still is my dream job. Like I still enjoy the work that I do every day. And I still enjoy like learning and growing as a journalist. But there have just been like so many, you know, uncomfortable things about moving, moving far away, moving to a completely different area that is just different. Like it's different and you have to get used to it. And so if if God told me everything if someone else, you know, knew and was like, don't move, I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> and I don't want my stubbornness to keep me from what God has for me. So I would rather mm-hmm. listen to the information that he's telling me and just be like, all right, la la la. Like, that's what I did moving here. And there we are. <laughs> but I think it's in some ways is a good thing that I came in like la 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 you know yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't braced for what it would look like but I wouldn't have been here if I knew what it would look like yeah yeah okay so then I guess a different angle what is something that you've learned about yourself over the past year and a half yikes I learned about myself um I feel like I've learned that it's like okay to not be okay. And I feel like this is a very like cliche answer. But I feel like when mm-hmm. I first moved out here, I was like, eh, it's lit. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see the peace signs that she's throwing up yeah. right now. But... <laughs> um, I feel like when I first moved out here, it was a lot harder to talk about the uncomfortable things. Yeah. And I think while being here, with that being like such a prominent part of my life, you know, like the beautiful things, but also like, it's like a 50-50, really, you know, I think the uncomfortable things in other seasons in my life have been a lot less, but, and so it's a lot easier to mask when it's not as, prominent. you know, prominent. Yeah. But when it's like such a prominent part of my life and people are calling me and are like, hey, like, what's new? Like, how are you, how are you doing? What's going on? Like, how do you like, da 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 Like, I can't lie. And I used to just lie. I'd be like, ah, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that anymore, you know? Like, I can't can't keep this up because then I'm just going to be out here, like, miserable and nobody knows. Mm. And, you know, like, having the support for the things that are uncomfortable, as well as the support for the things that are beautiful about this season, I think I've learned how to better manage both of those. Because there's no season of life that's going to be perfect. But I think being honest about the imperfections makes it a lot easier to get through. Just knowing that you have like the support to get through it. Yeah, 
That's so good. And I think even like this whole conversation is honestly like a reflection of how much you've grown in that. Because I don't know if Dom a year and a half ago could have said half the things that she said on this. Nah, literally, that you I was just literally said. just thinking about it. And I was like, dang, like maybe I said too much. <laughs> no, like it's actually so crazy to think about, which is huge. And I think honestly, our vulnerability, like when we are vulnerable, that gives other people permission to be vulnerable because I don't think your experience is an anomaly. Yeah. I think it is probably more common than we would think, especially at this age, doing something completely new. And especially, especially when you're doing it because you are just being obedient. Because if you weren't trying to be obedient, you wouldn't be here anymore. Like simply you could have moved 12 months ago, you know? I've been like, yeah, like you could have been gone. And so I think it's just so cool to see where you are now. Obviously, it came at a cost, but it is just like so cool to see that growth and how it has happened. My thing was that I learned like, oh, I can do hard things in the sense that I can just throw myself out into the unknown and like trust that god yeah. will catch me because i even remember that was a question i got a lot when i first moved and sometimes i still get it's just like so you just moved here without knowing anyone people ask me that all the time they're like how did you do that like there are so many spaces i've had to walk into i didn't know a single person and you just have to start you just have to talk to someone unless you want to be sitting there looking around not talking to anyone and yeah. that was like really uncomfortable for me i get asked that question a lot too and it's like like how did you how did you move out here? You don't know anybody. You've never been here before. You don't have any family out here. I'm like <laughs> being so for real. I didn't think about it. Like <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> I just went. <laughs> I didn't think about it until I got here. <laughs> so actually, if you're thinking about moving, forget everything we said. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Don't think about anything we're saying right now. Don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, is there anything else you wanted to share on this topic that we haven't touched on? Oh. I think for like the people who are thinking about moving, it is both like yucky and very rewarding. Because like, I get to look back at the end of my life and say, I did this. And whether or not I come out of this season with an overwhelmingly positive feeling or an overwhelmingly negative feeling, I get to say I did it. Like, I tried it. Mm. I moved to a place I never knew. Didn't know anybody. Didn't have any friends or family out here. And I did it. And I feel really accomplished and I have something to show for it. And I feel like I've impacted the community in a positive way. As much as, you know, there are struggles and there are hard things about it. And I think it's the same with college too. I I look back on my time in college and there were so many moments in college that I know I was stressed. I know it was hard. I know that I was going through stuff that was not a great time. But I look back on that season of my life and I have that overwhelmingly positive feeling. And I think that when you hold on to like those positive memories and the, the things that you did enjoy about a season of life, it makes it worth it. 
And so for anybody that's trying to move or thinking about moving or thinking about whether or not they want to listen to God asking you to move, I would say do it Mm. because it's rewarding to be able to look back on your life and not have any regrets or not wish that you would have done something that God asked you to do and you didn't do it. I think a lot of times too, like the positives outweigh the negatives. And I think that if you find the things that you did enjoy about a season or you met people that you enjoyed, it's not going to always look like the way that you thought it was going to look. I thought that I was going to find a church and get planted in that community and all my friends were going to be from church because that's how it was in college. Mm. But it's not necessarily that. Right now, my friends are from work and we talk about work and we talk about the things that we've been through at work. And we hang out and we have a good time and it's great. And I enjoy that. Like I enjoy having my friends from work and it just looks different than what I expected it to look like. And that's okay. And I think going into something, you know, like free falling and trusting that you'll have God to catch you. I think that you'll look back on that with the overwhelmingly positive feeling, even though it might've been hard while you were in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Like one, keeping an open mind when you're going into this new season or situation. And then I even feel like at the end of every motivational speaker speech, they always say at the end of their life, when people are asked what they regret, it's never the things they did. It's always the things they didn't do. Right. So I feel like the same goes for this. If anything, you've just had more experiences, more lessons learned that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So, yeah. And you don't want to look back on your life and think about the ways that you might have held back on something that God asked you to do or like held back or stopped God's plan for your life, you know, because he, he gives us a choice and you can choose to walk in his will or not. And I don't ever want to look back on my life and say, like, I wasn't walking in his will or I wasn't doing what he asked me to do. I always want to be in line with his heart. I want my heart to be synced with his, my will to be synced with his. <laughs> I think that like that is my my ultimate desire is to be in line with the Father and to do what he's asking me to do because then I'll leave this life with no regrets and know that I did everything that I possibly could to make him proud. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, last question, then I'll let you off the hot seat. So how have things changed for you now that you have this mindset to be more humble about just the season of life that you're in, what to expect, what you're looking for? Um, I think that I'm still really early on in the change. I think that I'm trying to change my attitude about my situation, trying to change the way that I think about it. Um, I'm trying to be more positive and focus on the things that are positive and to find, find the beautiful things, like I said. Like they might not be the most apparent thing, but if I am looking for them, then I will find them. So I think that like, you know, like you're always learning. Learning is always a process. And I think that learning to be humble is a consistent thing and trusting that like Jesus's salvation and him dying on the cross for me 
like it was for me too and it wasn't you know just for the people who didn't grow up christian or just for the people who have this like crazy testimony like it was for me too and i need it because of some of the attitudes i've had going into this situation and the way that i think about some things i think that i'm trying to like constantly renew my mind and to be more positive Because I think when things can be really overwhelming, it's like so easy. Like it's almost default to Mm. go to the things that are wrong. When like, there are a lot of beautiful things happening in this life. And I think too, like working in journalism helps me see that a lot. Just because like I'm covering so many like horrible things that happen. And it's heartbreaking to hear the stories of people who've lost loved ones or who've gone through something traumatic or who've experienced something horrible I look at my life and I'm like not that I don't have a right to be upset but like I need to be more positive about my situation because I can be angry and upset but there are so many people in this world who are hurting who are broken and we live in such a broken world that it should be my goal like it was when I first started this to be the light and if I'm If my light's constantly being dimmed by my situation, I'm going to end this season with no, with no flame on my candle. Mm. And how am I supposed to move into the next season of my life without that? And so I guess the change is ongoing, but I do think that the biggest thing is just like changing the way that I'm thinking and to be more positive and to find, to find like the fun stuff, to find the beautiful things. And I think that just starts with my mindset and being more intentional and being in my word and being serious about my relationship with God. Like, I think that there were some times in this season where I wasn't intentional. Like, I wasn't reading my word. It was really easy in college. Like, in college, I did my stuff. I read my word. I prayed. I spent my time in worship for, like, at least an hour a day. Every day. And when I moved out here, I was like, God, I feel like I'm taking a step back because I'm like, I'm not doing that in the same way that I used to just because it's been so frustrating. And again, humbling myself and saying that it's not my place to be taking out my anger on God. Like Mm -hmm. he's in this relationship as much as I am. And I have to be intentional with him in the same way that he's intentional with me. Yeah, that's so good. And it's like you're not saying that you're going to stop being honest about your situation or like things that you're feeling. Like I think this whole conversation, you've been very honest, but I think when you're talking about like being positive, it's like also seeing and acknowledging the good and choosing to focus on that over the negative because if anything it helps you have a better quality of life yeah and I was even thinking about that today like I was thinking about this in relation to myself sometimes it's just so easy to focus on the things that you don't have and you miss all the things that you do have yeah when like in reality there's like very few big things that you think in your mind that you don't have and there are Mm -hmm. so many things that you do have yeah. But it can so easily overshadow the things that you do have. And I'm like, why is that? Yeah. This is a genuine question. Like, why is that? That's so annoying. I think it's just a part of, like, our nature. 
I think it's just a lot easier to look at the negative because there is so much that we have that we're comfortable with it. Like we're used to it. Hmm. I'm used to everything being right in my life. And so when a couple things go wrong, I'm like, hmm. what is this? Like everything else was fine before. Yeah. Like what, what is this? He's messing up yeah. my flow. <laughs> and it's really easy to like focus on the couple negative things. Cause it disrupts your comfort and it takes you out of what you're used to. And I think that's why it's just a lot easier. Like, you know, I think that sometimes we can have a week full of sunny weather, but if we have a couple days of like rain and thunderstorms, people like flip out. Like it's been sunny for seven days. <laughs> and the two days that we have of like rain is like, oh my God, you know? And it's just like the disruption of what's normal, what's usual. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm glad. I'm glad you feel like this change has been good and is helping. And it's just the beginning. So that's even better. I'm truly so thankful to Dom for her honesty and vulnerability throughout this episode. It's crazy to think that we've both reached a point where we could be gearing up to go through the moving process all over again later this year but I can definitely see myself re-listening to this for the encouragement we all need through life's transitions. I'd love to know your thoughts on moving, whether you're considering it or reflecting on your past experiences. You can reach me via Instagram at the Making Space Podcast, where you should also follow for more content. Please follow the podcast wherever you listen so you're notified when new episodes are released. Rate the podcast. I recommend five stars, but I'll leave that up to you. And share this episode with someone who would benefit from hearing our conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you on the next episode of Making Space. Bye.